0: century with the humor and the dialogue and just like the i don't know I'm, i yeah. suppose my favorite i d-
1: i really do think lord of the rings is just a lightning in the bottle kind of thing we're never gonna see a movie trilogy like that ever no. ever again but uh yeah we should probably stop talking about lord of the rings and start talking about star, star wars, wars Rogue yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's just jump into this uh hello hello and uh welcome to the too much free time podcast I'm your host, Mark Burris. With me, as always, is Peter Blankenship, and hey. unfortunately, not John Girdler this week. Ooh. He's uh, sitting this one out. Um, but we do have a fun guest with us today. Luke, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Well, well, sounds like you did it. Yeah, well, it I does. said Luke, said but Luke. like you could just say hey. Well, hey. How's going? <laughs> Luke, and your last name?
0: Uh, Blankenship.
2: Wait, are you related to... The one and only Peter blanket chip. Wait, um, I didn't agree to this. You guys are brothers? <laughs> Wait, that's no, that's we nepotism. Are. We can't do that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Oh, well, too late now.
1: Uh <laughs> it was my pick <laughs> this week. And uh I decided to do I was gonna do Red State, Kevin, uh Kevin Smith. Ah, but I I will I saw this was on Netflix, and I'm never not gonna take the opportunity to talk about Star Wars. Uh so I took a risk. Star Wars Rogue One. This movie of the week, boys, um, it's actually and Rogue One, a Star, a Star, Wars, Star story. Wars story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry,
2: okay, very specific. Very it's not specific. Not one of the Star thing. Wars films, you know. It's it's a story, and it, it was on Netflix really soon it, after
0: it dropped in theaters.
2: I feel like you're right.
1: It but, was, but it wasn't uh, like usually that's a sign of it doing bad. But this movie did not do bad. It was one no. of the top
2: grossing films of that year. Like it made over a billion dollars. Billion. Yeah. The big oh, wow. fish. And yet I <laughs> still sometimes
0: fish. have gotten on Netflix in all honesty just to see if it has been taken down yet. Yeah, no. I'm surprised. Have you watched it while it was up on Netflix besides for today? No. Okay. I just checked to yeah. see if it had like finally gotten taken off. See, and, uh, this
2: is the second time I watched it on Netflix
1: because when it first came on Netflix, I was like, Oh cool, I don't have to buy the DVD, and I just watched it on Netflix. But yeah, it I that's crazy how quickly it was on Netflix. Yeah. And this is the first of, you know, with Disney's plan of they're going to finish out the Skywalker saga and then they're going to do these anthology films. And then Mm -hmm. didn't Rain Johnson just get a trilogy announced for him? The guy who just did uh, The Last Jedi. I'm pretty sure he has three. I'm very curious to see what he's going to do
2: with that. But I just don't want them to ruin Star Wars. And this, (laughs) you're telling me. (laughs) Yeah. This is like the first step, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. See, There's I a think, lot about this movie I don't like.
1: I think this was a interesting test case. But it does make me nervous that because of how successful it was... And I see it all the time online that this is... Some people, this is their favorite Star Wars film. Which baffles me. Whoa. Like, I think that's crazy. But it, I'm very curious. Like, you know, the Han Solo standalone movie is coming out soon. Which has so little marketing... And that makes me nervous. And I'm wondering if these anthology films—they're starting to realize, oh, we made some weird decisions here, which bums me out. Because I want an Obi-Wan Kenobi, like you know, Western-style movie where it's just him <laughs> on Tatooine fighting like bandits. That'd be like, cool. Like that would be a
2: sweet movie. So I'm gonna make an analogy here. I remember Call of Duty when we were getting one kind of every other year, and then it split between like Activision and Treyarch. Treyarch, yeah. yeah. So I feel like these standalone stories are the Treyarch games I'm not looking forward to, and I'm just waiting for the for next Activision. like modern warfare that or
1: is whatever. A, I well done, sir. Gold Star Thanks. for you. That is a great analogy. Yeah.
0: Although I disagree um. with that, <laughs> it was a great analogy. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh,
1: a, yeah. Oh man. But as far as the like marketing and setup for this film, because the story at its core is about the in between period between Revenge of the Sith, New Hope, and how
2: they got the rebels got the Death Star plans,
1: which is a really cool story, and that is one that I'm yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. story of
2: the many Bothans who died to get us mm-hmm. this information. That's
1: the re- that's the Return of the Jedi
2: <laughs> Death Star plans.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that when this trailer launched, everyone's like, I don't see a single Bothan <laughs> in that group. <laughs> it's like, no, nope, no, nope, that's the second okay. Death Star,
2: right? Okay. There's gonna be a lot of nerd alerts There's here. By the four way, four Death Stars, just so we all know right now in Can't lore. Wait. Isn't there only three? There's Star Killer Base. That's two. Or no, that's three. Yeah. No, but then the one after, then this recent one, we were like doing another. Oh yeah. Death Star. Yeah, Who we had, sure had were a Death Star. A, they were building it.
1: In Last Jedi, there was not a Death Star.
0: Are we sure? I could have I'm sworn there positive. was. Positive. Are you thinking about the siege cannon? He's fighting against blood right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That...
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: okay. That's not true, but anyway. <laughs> it feels like it, okay? <laughs> yeah. But it's it this is a really cool Retcon. time and story that they can do and they do one of the best retcons <laughs> you could think of and set up a reason why in new hope you yeah. can shoot a missile down a tube <laughs> and blow up the
0: whole substation but <laughs> i'm never going to be invited back to one of these why, why? <laughs> you haven't even said anything teaming up on
2: mark oh please oh, geez. i'm ready to defend myself yeah, Matt star wars Michelson. for life let's well, like hop i mean oh, i also Michelson? like alan to to dick tucker tucker and dale yeah I love him. Literally,
1: I to be honest, every single person who's in this film, I thoroughly enjoy. Don the, Yen. The guy who plays the Imperial Pilot, he was he's been great in everything I've seen. Even in that weird HBO show I didn't necessarily like. Oh yeah, uh Night of. Night of, yeah. He was great in that. Um the guy who plays Cassian, I've seen him in random stuff, but I like him. I was about to ask you about him. I just he's, he's not yeah. the most convincing. Forrest Whitaker's hilarious in this movie, but I I do (laughs) like him in other
2: movies. (laughs) I mean, yeah, Last King of Scotland. (laughs) Yeah, there's other ones too. Like, The Last King of Scotland. (laughs) 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 I really don't um, like him in all the other movies I've seen. Was he in Species? He was uh, in one of those alien movies. I don't think he was in Species. He he wasn't with uh, Doc Ock. Uh, Maybe he was, but like, uh, moving... Like
1: Felicity Jones, who plays our protagonist, like yeah. she's great too. I get she's it. Great it's a Star that. Wars movie with a female lead. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> 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 I just hate phone. the forced love story. <laughs> yeah, the forced love story, we'll get into that. Is, we, yes. Is, is, is like a lot of the issues. So I'm going to go ahead and say, as a Star Wars movie, I still find this a it's fun it's probably pretty low in my rankings of all the star wars movies but i still had a lot of fun watching this there's really yeah. cool fight scenes there's a lot of beautiful transition scenes of like ships flying onto planets and oh, through yeah. space
2: very well like star wars you all know, the it, star wars it, movies it, have been pretty yeah right, and it definitely sure. brought back vibes yeah and, and it, you know, it, it tingles my star warsness also oh. I, honestly i don't like the music in this movie because it wasn't John Williams it's not John Williams and the guy it, wants to. that be. yeah that's some blasphemy he's got wow. like a little, a little chub for John the fact that there's very
1: few scenes in this movie that the music made me feel something is blasphemy in a Star Wars movie because these are the movies where you like you know what's going on because that John Williams
2: core just swells in yeah and this is mainly forgettable yeah except the slight nods to John <laughs> oh they to used... someone who does it better than you well
1: yeah they use John Williams's, you know stuff in most of the scenes like they used the um I think it's called Binary Suns a couple times when they alluded to the force like that was a reoccurring one We used
2: Darth Vader's theme. Well yeah, mm. you got to
1: cuz my boy Darth Vader's in this. And yet it was and still anticlimactic when he came out. Well, don't tell that to Mark. That's Wait, like wait, are you talking about the Sorry, first Mark. time? Are you talking about the first time? Or at the end. Or are you talking about the greatest moment <laughs> in film history, <laughs> which is the last like last 15 seconds of this movie?
0: Oh, no, no, no. Not the last 15. When he like addresses... Oh, well, when okay, he d- The d- first addresses time was crannic, still anticlimactic, yeah. but then the second time when he addresses the director, you know, or... Is that yeah, Kranich. Yeah, yeah. when no, he's talking mega, about... Just, like, just the mega bitch. He, yeah. was. he was, but really another annoyed. great
1: actor that I actually really enjoy. He's like a Paul Giamatti. He's Paul good, Giamatti character not, actor. Not
2: here. I yeah. don't like his character. Well,
1: I'm gonna like. I'll talk about this when we get into the story of a lot of it. I don't think is the actor's fault. It's how this is all cut together and rushed yeah. that yep. you feel like you're missing information about these people. And uh, but yeah, it's this is just a uh, like as a movie. Like what I was getting at was like so as a Star Wars movie, I still enjoy this true like through the eyes of a star diehard star wars fan this is fine i i went to it twice in theaters i have no regrets about that mm-hmm. as a movie lover though there are a lot of problems with this movie and like i was telling you guys before we started of just this is one of the few movies i've ever watched where I felt like it, the movie was dragging on and was really slow, but at the same time felt really rushed. Like a lot of the plot lines felt really rushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we were on some planets for like five minutes. Right. Way too much planet hopping. Way too much. This movie needed to be on three planets like, at it most.
2: It was It was like the first... Uh handful, like what, 15 minutes where on like on six, six planets, planets, it's just like a voom. Right, like <laughs>
1: honestly, and I'll get to this when I we do our segment of how would you fix this, but really this movie could have been three planets, it could have been uh, Jetta, could have been Yavin Four and could have been Scarif. And everything else could have been on space stations Ooh. or just when
0: you bounce back and forth between Yavin Four and then where they're going to the next place. But you take out Edu and you take out like one of my favorite scenes out of the movie. Oh, the Edu stuff. Oh, I love that. Oh, I loved it. When they were coming in on the planet and like bombing the Oh, oh that was that it's a really it's well one of my done scene.
1: But I would argue that it's it's
0: almost pointless. It's the plot structure.
2: Yeah. It's also too long, especially the Force Whitaker arc well and
1: <laughs> I just keep thinking of how he talks did you come
2: here <laughs> to
1: kill that's me that's amazing
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but also I don't think you really could have taken out Edu altogether because it was really like solidifying the fact that you know Jin had been set up you know and then it kind of shows but Cassian's I, but you know I think that topsy turviness. what I mean about taking you out though is you could put that scene
1: on Jeddah, and that's another reason why they go to Jeddah. if they're taking the crystals from Jeddah to the to build the death star why wouldn't the research facility be there anyway like maybe i don't know maybe i'm missing something about that but i feel like there's reasons to have just stayed on the planets longer but uh let's just go yeah let's just jump into this uh so like we just said this movie kind of jumps around, but the biggest thing that sets us apart from other Star Wars movies, there's no crawl. The movie just starts, which I actually thought was really cool at first. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) At first, because then there's a lot of questions of times, you know, what's going on. And there's some dropped lines that give you timeline stuff later, but you don't know when this is taking place, but we're introduced to a really classic, beautiful entry you know of a you know, ship in space coming onto this planet and going across the surface is really pretty 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 can't oh. speak and we get to see a young uh jen urso running with her little backpack uh this is like such a quick introduction to their situation because it's yeah. literally you know we meet mad Mic- mickelson who's jen's father uh, his name's galen i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure yeah and uh so the Imperials are coming for him. And did anyone catch the blue milk nod? They linger on it. I didn't notice it until this time. They linger on the blue milk. No. Yeah. What? The mom has like a tray of the blue milk. And it's like, okay, we, we get it. <laughs> it's like, you see it for a second. I was like, oh, that's funny. And then the camera like stayed on it. I was like, okay, that now it's not as funny. <laughs> like, it highlights it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you get it? This is a thing. Blue milk, new hope. Did you see it? <laughs> uh but from what I'm I gather and what the movie surmises that you're supposed to gather is that Galen is a runaway imperial scientist and we're introduced to Cranick in this scene, who is I guess was Galen's partner. We're not really clear on their relationship in the movie. Like, was he his boss or did they work together? I thought they worked together. That's what it seemed
2: like. Yeah. Although the hierarchy kind of makes them seem like it's his boss.
1: Right. And then there, but there's a flashback though, when they're like having a party. Yeah. There's
2: some personal vibes. Right.
1: And that's, well,
2: they don't have a work life balance.
1: So to side, side note for a second, like this is a movie that in like 2016, 2017, there was a lot of movies that the news came out that there were a lot of reshoots and re-edits. This was a movie that was victim of that. And this is one of the first moments I realized that this was a victim of because when Cranic lands on the planet, talks to Galen and Galen's trying to lie and say that his wife's dead and all that doesn't bring up the daughter. Cranic acts like he doesn't know about this child. And then he randomly throws it to line like they have a child find it. He knows Jin. Like, we see in a flashback that this was, like, a close relationship of some kind. Mm-hmm. So, I'm wondering if the flashback scene was shot later and was just re-edited. And they didn't think about that that wasn't really a natural re- reaction to, like, I don't know. It was just something that bugged me.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But, uh, yeah, in this conversation
2: between Galen and Cranick, uh, the wife his Golly. wife comes out. Like, come on. Yeah, that was so. We've stupid. gone over this procedure before. If this right. happens, don't come out. Yeah,
1: don't come if out. She's going to come out and defend him. Take Jin to the bunker, and I'll deal with what I got to deal with, kind of thing. Such a weird standoff. And I truly thought how this movie sets it up is how Jin's mom's dressed. She's in Jedi
0: <laughs> robes, yeah, and yeah. she
1: has the Kyber <laughs> crystal <laughs> necklace. I was like, oh man, are they Jedi in hiding? That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then that's not true. She's just like a... Big, oh, she's a stay-at-home mom. She's just a big believer in the Force, though. Yeah, she's a red herring. Right. And... Um, good nice. use of that word. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, she drops Jin <laughs> off in the bunker and runs back and kind of blows the lie of the whole, they're dead, I just live here by myself. And... Uh, yeah, very Draws a gun on way. her. Kranix with, like, this dev group like SEAL Team 6 of Stormtroopers <laughs> with her, and she's got a single blaster, being be like, no, 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 I got this.
0: <laughs> Which could also kind of explain, like I can definitely see the shooting that scene uh, later, you know, with the flashback. Yeah. But it also kind of understand why, you know, he lied and said, the kid, you know, don't have that and all that and wife's dead. But then when he sees that it's such a blatant lie, and then she tries to shoot at him, and he's like, oh, heck no. And then he's like, well, now I'm going to find your kid. I mean, I feel like it's even... I mean it could be explained in that way too. Um and then he's just, you know, mad so he reacts. Yeah. I get that. But this
1: this whole conversation though goes bad and um sour like milk, like blue milk and uh Galen's wife gets popped, but she gets a shot off at Kranick which ends up not meaning anything. I thought that would be like a wound that maybe we'd see Kranick like yeah, deal he's, like, with. Limp in or, or something or like, you why know, like can't some- high five people? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: but yeah that's a wound that ends up meaning nothing yeah um, real cool galen gets kind of like taken and then uh they don't find Jin in this like rock bunker tube thing and uh this is also when we get our first introdu- introduction to
2: our man our man forrest whitaker aka Saul guerrera you couldn't see that but i rolled my eyes pretty hard <laughs> 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 I can't
1: remember. Like I know when we see him later in the movie, he's reeling, doing that raspy voice. But he does he do
0: that in the tunnel too? Of just no like,
3: child.
1: I think he's more like child. Yeah, Come he's on. also
0: younger and he hasn't been dealing with so the he condition like for or long. Like
2: something, something. Some, his a lungs. Pro, it's a progressive
0: something. Well, I think
1: it's a blown opportunity with him because they're clearly trying to like how Saul Guerrero's character set up is. He's he's basically like Vader. He's being kept alive by all these machines and in many ways he could be seen as just as vindictive. And it could be this interesting parallel of like, Oh, there's people like this on both sides. They don't really go that way. And there's a lot of missed opportunities in this movie to do a kind of like, Oh, you know, maybe this isn't as black and white as we initially thought. And I see what you did there. And, <laughs> well, and uh, but they don't really do that. But, but, after you know she gets out of the tube, we get our. This is like the time jump to where the rest of the movie is going to take place, which frustrated me because there's no timeline set up. But we do find later in a drop timeline that it is 15 years later, because uh, Jin's in a imperial prison now. I this is actually one of my favorite shots of the movie. It's really I like the subtlety though of her just waking up in a prison, and then you see the stormtrooper walk by. So it's kind of just they don't have to spell out like the cellmates not like waking up being like, well, another day in Imperial (laughs) prison. (laughs) Doesn't it suck, Jen, being in Imperial prison? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, like truly, this is one of the first big flaws of this movie is and we kind of talked about with the planet jumping is literally from this moment till when the m- real main plot starts we jump around to like 15 different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. planets different things we happening get it. you got money and a lot of planets
2: well it's just inconsistent yeah and it
1: gets confusing because um after that we're introduced to the pilot i'm pretty sure because it just cuts to him on Jeddah, and he's defected and we meet saul guerrera's rebels who look Awesome. Yeah, that those are my favorite
0: costumes. Those
1: were incredibly designed. They had like mm. all had like a mixture of Imperial and Rebel armor. They were different aliens. It looked oh, yeah. like legit guerrilla fighters. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, cool. let's follow these dudes <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, we're introduced to the Imperial pilot who's been sent by Galen to deliver a message to Saul Guerrero. To defect. Yeah, he's been he defected from the Empire to give this message that Essentially, there's a weakness in the Death Star, but uh, we go from, like, literally, we meet this defector, and then we just cut to Cassian, and we're introduced to Cassian, mm-hmm. which this is actually a pretty crazy it is, moment. It's a cool scene. And this is where I talk about the whole, like, black and white, they kind of muddy the waters. Yeah. They set it up like they're going to do something with it, because Cassian meets his informant, who tells him that there's this Imperial pilot who's defected, and he's on Jeddah. And they're about to get caught, and they're cornered, and the contact's gonna be captured. So Casting just like tells him like, "Okay, it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay." And then pops him, oh, kills yeah. him, murders him. Like this is the first murder since Han murdered Greedo, because he did. Han shot first. Yeah. Well, uh, I have a
2: problem with that? Just uh, shut the hell up. <laughs> 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 hashtag Han shot first. The <laughs> emails auto directed into the trash.
1: But with that. I was like sweet. So Cassian's gonna be this do anything like for the rebellion. But uh, I
2: but they don't go through exactly. with that nonsense. Mega mega bitch after that really. Oh major blue balls from him. Right. Oh it kills. Because me. he sees a girl. <laughs> he sees a girl who loves her
1: daddy. She's pretty though. She's very pretty. Oh my gosh. He's <laughs> like we've lost him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I would also like her too. I mean I mean if I had to save the universe with her, I, I think I would have acquire feelings
0: i mean yeah if i was gonna
2: you know die on a
0: beachhead then i guess i'd pick her but i don't know right and uh from there
1: we i think we go back to um i can't remember do we is this when we go back to Jin, or is this when we go back to the imperial pilot
2: with Saul because this is the like we get back to him when we're on the planet with well them but before that,
1: though, we see that Saul—he finally gets put before in front of Saul Guerrero, and he gets interrogated by the and weird, thing. by the weird alien. But before that, we get one of the craziest performances I've ever seen from an actor in <laughs> Forest Old Man Forrest Whitaker's Saul Guerrero, who has like this crazy, like grayed-out fro now, and is talking like this: "Are you here to kill me? <laughs> like, yeah. Lies." deception <laughs> like what is
2: happening yeah how he i guess it's impressive how he was saying those lines i would that's about it
1: i want to know how he's leading these people
2: like yeah. how is he coming up with plans he's not very scary looking
1: right he looks like oh he looks like he's on his last leg he yeah. looks like he's in a walking iron lung
2: like we're only told to respect him we're right. not really shown why
1: and i remember like before this movie came out in some In you see Saul Guerrero in some of the extended universe stuff and I was kind of like, you see him kind of become this soldier and I was like, oh cool, is he going to be like the guy who comes up with the plan for all this stuff? And he's like, nah, he's just a crazy old man who lives <laughs> out in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> Reoccurring theme, I guess, throughout Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, but crazy yeah, people in deserts. This is one of those scenes though that's completely unnecessary. The whole alien like tapping it into his mind to see if he's mm-hmm. telling the truth. And, like, the weird thing is, like, the only side effect is you have a tendency to lose your mind. (laughs) It's like, like, wait, what? (laughs) Oh, man. But this is actually a cool scene, though, of uh, from there we see Jin is in that, like, portable, you know, prison carrier thing. Mm -hmm. And it's just them sitting there. And it's something, like, straight out of a war movie where it's just the troopers that are with them are like, Oh, I hear something. And then the door blows open mm-hmm. and a uh, rebel rescue team like breaks in and ices everybody. I, I, that was so sweet. I wanted That's more moments like that in the movie. And there's a couple more, but I was let down towards the end about how, how little that, how little that type of action was in it. Uh, but this is when we're introduced to probably Peter, would you say it was your favorite character in the movie? The, uh, K2SO
2: yeah yeah for sure this is a great droid right because like
1: they try to rescue jen and then she like beats up the rebels and jumps out of the cruiser and she straight up the droid or whatever grabs her by the throat i wrote it down because it's incredible just congratulations you are being rescued yeah throws (laughs) her down and says please do
2: not resist (laughs) like in the driest tone it's so good. I remember in the theater though we were watching it and no one else was laughing at we, this guy. Yeah. Me <laughs>
1: and you laughed at this it's like, like everything six times. <laughs> and there'd be no one else laughing. We'd just be like, "Oh, come on." Oh, I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: this guy's dropping gold over here. <laughs> <laughs> Easily the best part of this movie. Oh, he's so funny. Oh, man.
1: But then we find out they rescue Jin from prison because they know who she really is, who, you know, daughter of galen urso and that they need her this is such a convoluted thing they need her to be able to get an audience with Saul guerrera so they can get the message from this imperial pilot that see they don't know what it is but it's supposed to be important about a super weapon like
2: that's so complicated Mm -hmm. in an entire universe to find her oh man in order to try and gain audience with Someone she has
1: which and they do a convoluted reason of like why because you know, Saul Guerrero is a rebel, why wouldn't he be able to talk to the rest of the rebels? It's like, oh well he's an extremist, so we don't get along with him anymore. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> <When> <laughs> we don't do have terrorists. Like what's the what happened with Sal Guerrero where he's like, No,
2: no, no, you guys are just as bad as the Empire? Like, where's that story? Well, yeah, like? And when There's you no think background. about the the rebels, they're also they are terrorists. They are terrorists, yeah. yeah. They're just more widespread than Guerrera. <laughs> yeah, like I, they're not as they're yeah they're different places. And they're I mean, not if as Cassian focused. straight up murdered a dude in the name of the rebellion, right? What
0: could Guerrera possibly do? That's right. worse. Like, it, oh man, And into like with no background story on that, and then also like we see him again. He's looking all weak and like you know. He's out in the desert, so I get the weathered like armor and everything, but that's also his lifeline, so I'd have assumed he took care of that more. But so to say he's an extremist, we we don't associate with him and that kind of thing, yet we only see him being so weak. Like that's it. And with no background, that just bothers me. I think it was a miscommunication
2: in the data or whatever. It's extreme weather conditions is what he lives in. (laughs) We're not extremists. We live in extreme Extreme weather. weather conditions. It's a desert planet. (laughs) But even
1: if he is an extremist, why would they not be able to get an audience with him? Why would he shoot rebel leaders on site? Like, that makes zero sense to me. But we're getting hung up on this plot hole. (laughs) (laughs) And there's more. (laughs) And so basically the mission becomes uh, Cassian and Jin, along with K2SO, are going to go to Jeddah. And find Saul Guerrero, get an audience, get the message, and, you know, try to figure out what's going on. And Jed has a really cool idea for a planet. This was something that wasn't in old EU before the Disney buyout. Um, I, I couldn't tell if they were trying to make it, like, to nerd out for a second. In the original Extended Universe, there was a planet called Tython that was, like, where the Force stuff started. Like, where the idea of the force started and i couldn't tell if that's what they're trying to make Jeddah, or if Jeddah was just a holy land for jedi like there are other planets like that in the extended universe like ilium is one of them and i couldn't tell if they were doing that with Jeddah. either way Jeddah was really cool really well designed i liked how they had the giant knocked over statues of jedi because you know they're gone yeah um And just how it was, like, it was set up in a very, like, ancient civilization style, which was really cool aesthetically. Uh, But when they get there, it it kind of is just, like, a weird thing of them roaming around. And I couldn't follow. Cassian made it sound like they're going to meet this contact. But do we ever see him meet this contact? Negative. Because Jin runs into IP Man. Uh, I forgot that actor's name. Donnie Yen. Is it Donnie Yen? But yep. oh, Donnie Yen. Oh, I love him though. He's awesome. But he's plays a blind man, uh, and him and his other friend, who I forgot his character's name, sidekick Chewbacca, like, sidekick just Chewbacca. like human Chewbacca. It's Baez,
2: basically. Yeah.
1: Uh oh, Baze. Yeah, I see it. Uh, they are former members of like the Temple Guard that were supposed to guard the Jedi Temple that held the kyber crystals and stuff like that but now they're like well i guess ip man or the blind man now is still a big believer but then baz or bays or whatever just isn't anymore yeah it's our molder and scully of this movie it, and it's unnecessary yeah and
0: it takes up a lot of time well i don't know though because we get exposed to some pretty sweet armory like his the armory is fine Ooh. it's his
2: belief structuring their conversations about it you know like
0: well and like and to be honest
2: i'm fine with that conversation it's where they place it in this movie
1: makes it feel weird because at no point in this movie are anyone talking about like well the jedi are gone why should we care you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it's almost as if you're starting a conversation with somebody about Something normal like baseball. And then they tell you they're vegan. Yeah, or they tell you you're vegan or like talk about God. Yeah. They're like, you know, well, through Christ,
2: all things are possible. We're like,
1: that's cool. We're not talking about that. We're talking about how the Yankees need a better lineup. Like, I don't know what we're. Yeah,
2: but they would be doing better if they did CrossFit. (laughs) 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 Did I mention that too? I'm also doing CrossFit.
1: (laughs) It really is that kind of conversation. Yeah. And to be honest, when I saw this movie, I wanted it to be about. That because this is the dark time in terms of Star Wars, you know, the Jedi are gone, and this would have been a great opportunity for this movie to just talk about the void they left and the impact of like, well, we looked up to these people and they left us, or they're gone, or maybe some of them believe they actually did betray us, like the Imperial, you know, people said they did, and they don't do that. We just get a blind man talking about how the force is in all of us. And I can see everything through the force. (sighs) And you're like, okay, that's a weird way to take this, but yeah, cool. and,
2: And the dark parts of this movie are forced because none of these characters exist after this. Right. So like you have to get rid of them, which is the dark part of this movie. Right. It's yeah, it's just weird.
1: But I do think this is really what I wanted this
2: movie to be is
1: this next scene because it's, I think Cassian does finally meet his contact. He like disappears and comes back and Jin's like, what's wrong? You seem freaked out. And he's like, cause this town's about to get, you know, Mm -hmm. get real heated. (laughs) I forgot what his line is, but it's something along the lines of that. And he's like, we need to get out of here. And then they're trying to leave. And you see this Imperial transport start driving through the town. And then Saul's, Saul Guerrero's guerrillas out of nowhere, just light the place up. And it turns into this crazy firefight. Mm -hmm. It's something straight out of a war movie. And like, that's what this movie should have been. Yeah. It should have been this crazy, just, you know, all boots on the ground fighting movie.
2: I liked when um, K2SO catches the grenade and just like tosses the back. Oh, as he's casually talking <laughs> yeah. to
1: them. Yeah. Because he has the great line before that too of, because Jen and them are fighting different people and she turns and shoots an Imperial droid oh, yeah. <laughs> and she like freaks out. because She's like, oh my gosh, I shot K2S and uh the he that droid drops and he comes out from behind he's like oh, did you know that wasn't me <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like how he delivers it and then it's him complaining about it. it's like oh yeah okay stay on the ship because you can't blend in while like all these gunshots are going off and he's like throwing the grenade casually that was a great
2: scene yeah, he's he for me is the olaf you know from frozen olaf was great <laughs> in frozen only reason why i could stand that movie this guy is my olaf um
1: He's he's great. I feel like he didn't get a lot of credit in the theater we were in. I hope people out there enjoyed him more than our theater did. I was bummed out by that. But from here we're introduced, you know, they kind of get captured by Saul Guerrera's men. And during the firefight, Cassian had shot one of Saul Guerrero's men to save Jen. So they are looking at him like they're traitors. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they get brought before Saul Guerrera. And even Jen's like, if anyone kills us, they'll have to deal with Saul Guerrero because she announces who she is, which I feel like is real risky. But um, from there, we finally get this interaction between Jen Erso and Saul Guerrero, who up to this point we're supposed to have believe have a father-daughter relationship. And they kind of try to show that. But this is, gets to what I was saying about in the beginning. This feels so rushed. And I'm not blaming oh, yeah. the actors. The actors do a good job of acting as if they have this deep relationship. But the problem is the storyline makes it seem like,
2: wait, what happened between them? Yeah, like they haven't seen each other in years.
1: Right. And that brings me back to the timeline thing. So it was 15 years prior. So was she only, and she says like, she says like I was 16 or something like that and it looked like at the beginning of the movie she was like 10 so was she only with him for like 6 years? Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, the timeline make it so confusing cuz mm-hmm. if like I just wish there had been more to that. But from then we get to see the galen or so message of uh you know Saul uh I you know, sold my soul to the devil to try to do, try to fix the situation because I knew they would build the weapon without me. It's actually like a great explanation. It's, as far as exposition dumps go, this is a better way to do it. Yeah. And he explains that he helped them build the weapon. He delayed it as long as possible, but he knew they'd complete it without him. So he basically helped them complete it with a flaw and that if you blow up one of the reactors through this system... The whole system, or the whole Death Star, will basically explode. They basically retconned, like Peter, you were talking about, a way for the scene in New Hope to make sense, and that's a brilliant way to do it. Is to say the Imperial scientist designed it that way because he wasn't on board with his idea. It's a, it's a good plan. Uh, unfo- but he had no one double checking his work. Well, I think I th- honestly, in in my opinion, it seemed like the people working with him were in on it as well. Like, they were just in a dire
2: situation. But, yeah, but, I mean, wouldn't your superiors be checking your stuff?
0: Especially with his
2: background.
1: I mean, to be fair, like, if maybe, (laughs) I don't know, it's like if someone's managing over a bunch of
2: theoretical physicists, but they don't know anything about theoretical physics, I feel like you could lie to them. Yeah, but as far as, you know, we have Force-sensitive Sith Lords and stuff, and...
1: We're Darth split. Vader is not watching over these plans, being like, "Wait, I sense
2: there's a weakness in here." I mean, I don't know. Well, maybe not a weakness in the plans that he like. He's not looking at the blueprints and going, mm, "I sense a weakness." But like, well, it, in a board meeting, we're talking about <laughs> well, building. I don't know the weapon that's going to define ourselves. And- I feel like you can blame Tarkin for
1: that. Then I feel like Vader doesn't want the Death Star. It's I don't know. Through the movies, it seems like Vader doesn't like the idea of the Death Star. <sighs> Hashtag Vader did nothing wrong. But, <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> but I do have to say, like, we can even make it even
0: simpler. Somebody kills your wife, and then you get put in control of the most powerful weapon in the galaxy. Okay, I'm messing with it. Well, you know well what I'm saying? I get like, his motivation.
2: Easy. I just don't know how he got away with it. That's well, what I'm saying. Though, he why says wouldn't in the he double check that he made it so
1: small that you could overlook it? But with having said that. In New Hope, they find that weakness. Right. And I guess that's kind of... I guess it's kind of retconned in this too because the Rebels know that there's a weakness when they get the plans. So maybe they're looking for it. I, I kind of see what you're saying though of like, uh, that'd be hard to just get away with. And even, well, even Tarkin later in the movie is yelling at Kranic being like, once they find out Urso's a traitor... That they're like, you better go over those plans because if there's one flaw with this, it's your head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I guess Kranich, you know, let that let that slide. Got a little. So cocky. then we do
2: know that Kranich's his boss.
1: Well, at that point we do. I when I was asking it earlier, I meant prior to him being kidnapped. Were they friends? we he's just, we're just trying nut- to connect the dots that but they Kranich, did not for us.
2: Uh, and this is something I don't like about the new Star Wars movies. We like General Hux. Is super annoying to me because he's a big baby, but he's like super powerful supposedly. Yeah, I Krennic, hate how they made him. Krane is also just a baby, super powerful, just a baby. Yeah. He's an older baby, but like they're very similar characters.
1: To sidestep the story for a second, there's a couple things that we skipped over that I want to talk about. One we haven't talked about CGI Tarkin. I <laughs> gross. I like
2: honestly on when I was watching it, it looked pretty good.
0: I was kind of I was convinced. I was
2: impressed. <laughs> yeah, they have they have him doing. Facial movements, just to show that we can do small facial movements, like little gestures. It's like that's n- not natural. But at well, the we same also time... originally
0: believed in the, you know, puppet Yoda. <laughs> so it's, you know, okay. I don't know. Look, practical, puppet Yoda was awesome.
2: Practical effects, my favorite. Will- Surpass cgi in my opinion just about 10 out of 10 times yeah i agree you know at least it's physical you
1: have to say you were impressed by that though like how far we've come with
2: that okay yeah i mean if i'm like wow couldn't even imagine doing this 20 years ago and i would also (laughs) say
1: it seems like they put more money into that than cgi leia because cgi (laughs) tarkin
2: looked 10 times better than cgi leia yeah and they played with the lighting definitely to help them look like they were always in a shadowy room.
1: Uh, but I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to get you guys' opinion his on that. his mouth was always like. And then also I wanted to go back, because when, after Jin was initially released from prison, we get to see Yavin 4, which is cool and everything. I wanted, a couple of things I wrote down was, that's where we get the drop line of it's been 15 years, by the way. And then did you notice Sir Barristan the Bold was uh, one of the Rebel Alliance, like, admirals? Yeah. I forgot the admiral's name, but. Sir Barristan from Game of Thrones. And then this is the first time we see Bale Organa, which was cool. Got to see an original, well, not original trilogy, early, original character. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, prequel trilogy, you know, character, too, initiated. And that was one of the times when he came on, they played the Binary Sons thing as a cue of, like, do you get it? He was in other Star Wars movies. Oh. <laughs> oh. Right. But going back to the story. At this point, you know Jin and uh, Saul Guerrero have watched this hologram. Riz Ahmed's mind is gone because
2: he's gonna get it back really
1: fast. Right, because that's worth noting. How Cassian snaps him out of it? I was like, oh, I guess that alien wasn't that That, bad. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they they're stuck in the cells or whatever. And then while all this is happening, Kranic has now completed the Death Star, and they're gonna do what the weapon? Well, the weapon of the Death Star because the Death Star's been finished, but. they do a weapons test on Jeddah, and they do one reactor, so it's like I guess it's like ten percent of the full power.
2: It's kind of annoying because Karanik kind of wanted to blow the whole place up. Yeah, and then Tarkin's like, "We don't have to destroy the whole planet because that makes sense." I, I think because if you kill the planet, the movie's over, so That's we can't point. kill the planet. Well, I think and his lo- No, I think his
1: logic was. We didn't, they didn't want to like reveal their cards yet,
2: but they are, they did.
1: No, well, they don't know it's a planet. People don't know it's a planet killer. They just know it's a really powerful weapon. Cause like theoretically they could have done the same thing they did with a bunch of star destroyers. But the fact they were able to do this in one shot with like the thing that was the, you know, the test. So I, I was, I wasn't that upset by, I do think it was a plot armor moment, but in movies like this, they're that those are going to be everywhere. Um, but yeah, so they fire the laser at Jetta, and that goes off, and then it turns into escape scene, which is a cool scene. It was pretty. And I honestly want to know if Forrest Whitaker just wanted out of the movie, because Saul, <laughs> Ger- Saul no, Guerrera's no. reasoning for like,
3: I <laughs> will not run anymore.
0: Made no sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm you not. weren't going to run anyway. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. bitch, you ain't
0: running yeah. nowhere. Have you seen Yolex? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but really, honestly, where was he going to go? I mean, well, they just go to back him, to the
2: uh, Yavin Four. Hey, you go with them. go back
1: the with ship. the Alliance.
2: Like I don't know. It, yeah, that kind of felt weird. He, he didn't make he didn't make an impression on anybody. Yeah, and it's sad because he's especially in the
1: trailers and the marketing and like what that character is in the extended universe. He is a figure. Like they could have done something with him.
0: I don't know. I like this final line. Save the Rebellion, save the dream. Save the dream! I was like,
2: what? I can't do it like how he fades out. No. Save the dream! He just came full circle after about 10 minutes right of convo. But that's the thing. We, we never see
1: why he's on the outs with
2: the Rebel Alliance. Yeah. Like, what did this fucker do? <laughs> right. <laughs> like,
1: did he just murder a baby for no reason? Like, tell us. Otherwise, it just seems like a turf war. They're like, no, no, no. We don't associate. That's an off-brand
2: Rebel Alliance. Okay, we don't, we don't talk to that guy. But the, so when they shot Jeddah, it, it kind of re- reminded me of just a complaint about Star Wars movies in general that I have. Is we have these planets that are almost constructed for one location on that planet, and this one was uh, the holy city. Right. It's, it's like, the w- one one else?
1: planet one ecosystem kind of thing. Right. That's
2: just a Star Wars is is, is ah, Star Wars ism. Yeah. It's, it's just something I, I don't really like, but yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those things
1: where I've just, I think I have, at this point I've just accepted it. I see it as a flaw and I've always found that weird, which is why I actually like planets like Coruscant because Ooh, it Coruscant. makes more sense because it's like, oh, okay. So the entire planet is just city after city after city. So it's just endless skyscrapers. Kind of what earth is going to be like. Oh yeah. I'm ready for that. It's going to be exciting. but yeah so they escape jedda and we go back to yavin Four and have to explain to the rebel alliance that oh no no sorry i'm completely skipping over edu my bad
0: it's okay i was gonna tell you but yeah
1: sorry oh i jumped ahead there but when they escape Jeddah, jen explains that her father's on edu and uh explains what was in the message and everything and they're gonna go to edu to i guess under in her opinion to f- like
0: to get him get him get him to bring then, him back so he could have counsel with right the and then
1: cassian's under orders to kill him which again like if cassian had tried to actually tried to do and failed that would have been another great dynamic of like you know what's what's the cost of fighting for this kind
2: of like you know have that Conversation as need be, but, but if he was so committed to the cause, why is he having this like <gasps> dilemma? Yeah, it's because it's, it's a, not. There's a pretty face now, and <laughs> mm. we ha- we have this forced relationship. <laughs> yeah, because they're starting to
1: develop like trust or relationship. I don't know. Well, whatever.
0: I mean, there's banter, well, yeah, which is it's before banter. because he, she tries to tell him about the hologram, and he's like, but, well, "What did you see? Her? Did you see?" It? Like it, he doesn't believe her at all.
1: Even by the end of this movie, at no point is their romance justified. Because they've spent, let's argue, maybe 26 hours together. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: ugh. But do you want to die alone?
1: Yeah. It's be nice. Be quiet. Yeah. It's like, all these people keep fucking talking. <laughs> it's really depressing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Die how I live my life. Oh, alone.
2: <laughs> In a pool of my own vomit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, so back on Edu, though, they crash land because they have to stay low enough to avoid the sensors and whatnot. And uh, yeah, I'm happy there's a dropped line about this. I'm happy they said it though. Cause I was gonna be really mad if it was like, so this planet's weather, like we were just talking about how it's one weather per, or one ecosystem per planet. I was like, is this just going to be a rain planet? And if so, why isn't it like Camino and just a giant ocean? Why is it like canyons and stuff? Yes, sir. But it's just a storm. One of the same thing. Yeah. And so there's a drop line of like, let's hope the storm holds up so we can have cover. And uh, at this point, Kranich goes to find Galen there at the same time they've crash landed because Kranich knows that Galen leaked a message out. That there's been a leak. And uh, a little meat cute here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, this, this is like a weird little scene, though. Yeah. Of, of uh, Kranich talking to Galen. And I wish Mad Mickelson had been in this movie more because um, he kills it in everything he does. But they have a conversation of basically, you know, Galen's found out. And Kranic kills everybody, kills all the laboratory people, and is going to kill Galen. And uh, this is all while Cassian's going to kill Galen. This oh. is also why, also while the rebels, thinking that Cassian and crew are dead when they crash landed, have sent bombers to bomb Galen. There are like 16 people on this planet who want to kill Galen. I feel
2: real bad for this dude. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was guaranteed dead.
0: Oh, yeah. He wasn't making out of it. And in the scene, actually, because you mentioned it before, maybe that like when we were debating on how he didn't get like snuffed out about it and everything and you were like, well, it's not it might have been like his team was supporting him and everything. I think this scene in particular was important because it shows, you know, he does try to step in there um, because he calls all the engineers forward. Right. right when they're standing on the loading bay, and um, when he's about to, he says fire, and Galen, like, stands oh, yeah. right on like, no, 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 no. Well, when you watch them react, and they like shit their pants, you know? And it, like, I, there's so maybe that leads me to believe that they were in on it. They were it. helping them, they had no idea.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, but Jin also, while we're talking about everyone trying to kill Galen, Jin's trying to climb up this tower thing to get to where they are to, I guess, try to save him. Which I don't know what her plan is. She's just going to wing it. Again, this is a crazy cool costume design scene where, like, her like rain gear and even Cassian's rain gear and like how all the troopers and scientists like all the costume design in this movie is crazy cool. Like, what's some of the best art design I would say in most of the Star Wars movies because it it rides that line more so than I would say some of the like Last Jedi designs are, where it's that '70s aesthetic with a more modern take. Which is kind of the Star Wars style, but I think this did it better like in a more like rugged way because nothing looked clean. Like even the Imperial stuff looked dented and damaged because mm-hmm. they're at war. Like this is a war, so I don't know. They like look like a, a true
0: rebellion, right? Yeah. Which and the other ones, they're pretty polished stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff's new. Good. But even Cassian's like not wearing a hat. Or, like, anything to block out the rain because there's like the whole scene when he's like, Oh, yeah, who do you watch? He's eyes. like, Oh, there's water on my eyes. Yeah, dude, like, where are hat. But Jen got out of that ship because when Cassian left, um, oh, they K2 on was like, Oh, his, his, uh, whatever blaster was in sniper S- configuration. Yeah. I was like, That's pretty dope. But it's also like, K2, like, why would you say, Oh, because he says whatever he comes, exactly. comes to? Exactly. <laughs> he had no filter at all. And so that's,
1: I mean, she goes, Great. Well, that was also. I I don't want to talk too much about the blind man and his best friend, but that was a weird scene of like. Because they don't say he's force sensitive. They make a point of saying he's not a Jedi. He's just someone who believes. But he keeps dropping lines of like, when people walk past me who are surrounded by
0: darkness, I can tell. Like the force works through this. And you're like,
1: wait, so are you force sensitive?
0: Yeah. And saying that like, her path is clear. You know, it's like, "Eh, not really. (laughs) Right. But. We're we're so, We're kind of jumping all over the place, but there's
1: a lot to talk about this in in this movie. But basically, Crannik's going to kill Galen, but Jin like cries out, and then the bombers come, and it turns into this shit show of just everybody's dying. And yeah. it was really cool how it all worked out of just like explosions happening, and you know, Jin and uh, Galen have this kind
0: of last goodbye to one another, and she's able, you know, to validate you know, I got your message. Like, right. I know your purpose. I know why you did what you did. And before we brush over, you do, I have to say my, like one of my favorite scenes in that is, you know, Bay's, base, whatever he pulls out his, like he, his weapon goes in the like bow configuration oh, and he takes oh, the down a man. TIE fighter. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that is so cool. Yeah. His bow blaster looking
1: thing was pretty oh, sweet. Oh yeah. Uh, Sorry, um, we can go no, back. No, yeah, that was one of the cooler parts
0: of The Blindness. I blinding.
1: digress. I, I have to say, though, like, it's got to be pretty rough for in the, like in what <laughs> seems like two hours she lost both of her fathers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Slightly traumatized, back, I'm sure. Back
1: to back. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason from that, when we go back, to, when we get to Yavin after this scene, she's like, come on, let's be rebels, even though she was totally against it Instant prior. Instant turnaround. And it seems so unearned. Yeah, Like, if anything, she should be more against this, of like, look what you guys have done. Like, why would I help you?
0: Yeah, it's but, one little tiny emotional segment with her dad who she hasn't seen since she was like six, Yeah, you know, whatever. And then, yeah, because she makes that comment, you know, well, it's uh, when, um, oh gosh, when Forrest, yeah, when he was like, you know, you you could stand with all the imperial flags across the galaxy, and she's like, it's not a problem if you don't look up. And then all of a sudden, yeah, she just does this whole it's, 180.
1: It's just unearned. Uh, but yeah, when they get back to Gavin, it turns into that whole like they tell him the story, and then the council, the Rebel Alliance, is basically debating whether or not they should surrender or fight because now they have to fight against a weapon that can blow up a planet, uh, which is a reasonable discussion to have. Um, and then yeah, like we were saying, it's like Jin's trying to rally the troops, and no one believes her. Uh, while this is happening, though, is the first introduction to Darth Vader, which I actually love. That they so in the extended universe, they don't really talk about anything
2: with Mustafar. But oh, is that where we are? Because it's the only planet where they lava? didn't tell us where we were. Oh, because it's just like assumed, I guess. That was so annoying. But like I, I knew where we were, but I'm like, You're gonna tell us where we went everywhere else but, but that, here. And yeah. you're gonna try to think it's like a super secret base. Right. That's pretty lame. But Don't butt me. It's a good point. It is a good point. I'm just saying going (laughs) back to what I I was talking about
1: though was in the extended universe. Vader does have like different castles in different places, but it's awesome that he has one on Mustafar and it's supposed to be exactly where Obi-Wan struck him down and like where his chamber is in that Becta tank he's in is supposed to be like right over the spot because it's explained that not in the movie, but in like other stuff that, that's where he's at his most angry and that's what he's like channeling.
0: Well, I had his, no idea. Is
1: his anger of this is where he stopped being Anakin Skywalker, this is where he failed to defeat Obi-Wan. Like this is like the rage he's rocking off of. So that's why he has this badass castle there. And I hope this castle comes back in uh the next Star Wars movie. I would love it if Kylo goes there as, like, a pilgrimage thing or if he sets up base there. They need to go back to it. It It's just on record,
0: I take back that the, uh, with that background knowledge right there, I take back that the first showing of Darth Vader's Antichrist, (laughs) uh, that's (laughs) actually pretty sick. I had no idea. It's
1: really cool, but I will say this conversation with Krennic seems pointless in retrospect. Like, I loved every minute of it because we get to watch Vader basically, you know, talk down to him and force choke him like a bitch and just be like people got mad that Darth Vader used the puns go back and watch the <laughs> original trilogy he makes like six puns throughout the whole like series like, oh yeah it's not a big deal it's like what does he say it's like don't choke on
0: your aspirations yeah don't choke on your own ambitions on your
1: own ambitions that's mm-hmm. it that's that's a great line mm-hmm. when you're choking somebody like oh yeah come cool. on it's pretty cool uh but yeah so back at Yavin though Jen's feeling defeated, like oh, they don't want to help us go to Scarif. Ugh. But Cassian, who's had a change of heart, decides to get like some pipe hitters <laughs> and just like these badass looking rebel dudes with him. He's like, "Don't worry, we'll go with you to Scarif." <laughs> and all I could think about was it was just like the Saul Guerrero thing, or was like the movie should have been about these motherfuckers. Yeah, why are we following who we're following? Like, let's follow these badass so much dudes. Cooler and uh this is like i guess the climax of the yeah what am i saying i guess this is the climax of the movie because this is where they go to Scarif to do what the plot of the movie is supposed to have been which is getting the uh death star plans and uh it's cool i think this was a little weird that they do the whole like title drop of when they're escaping the pilot has to say like Oh, call sign. We're Rogue One. Uh, mm-hmm. like, it's like, okay. There's no Rogue One. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we get this is a pretty Star Wars esque moment of them sneaking onto the planet, and we get the classic like people come onto the ship to investigate the ship, and they knock out the Imperials and like put on their costumes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like it's goofy, but it's like a Star Wars trope at this point. Oh yeah. And I was so. I like their plan, though, too, is they're going to sneak into the, uh, the base. The old Cassian, K2S, K2SO, and uh, Jin are going to sneak in in costume. And then the rest of the soldiers are going to space out along the whole base and then cause explosions and distractions so they can move about the base while the other guys are fighting it out, which is awesome. And those fight scenes are awesome. Yeah. But um, the sand. The sand was cool looking. Oh, oh, you mean like on the beach and stuff like yeah. that? Okay. I was like, the sand. I was like, are you making fun of the Anakin thing? <laughs> I, like, I don't <laughs> like sand. It's no. everywhere. <laughs> it, again, that was a great, like, aesthetic, like, designed
0: planet. It was reminiscent planet. of Kashyyyk uh, when they're attacking in the Wookiee. Well, the well, kind you know of, yeah. the beach. I just like that approach of, you know, dropping into the water and right. going across. Like, I like that.
1: Yeah. And, uh, the mission seems to it goes pretty well so far. And we find out as this is happening, uh, the rebels have caught on to that. This is their plan. So they're like, okay, well, I guess you force our hands. We're going to have to fight. Akbar's like, let's
3: go. <laughs> we have to help them. <laughs> That's
1: not Admiral Akbar, you jerk. Yeah. You're
2: an alien
1: racist. Right. Just because he looked like Admiral Akbar? <laughs> Come on.
2: Admiral Jackbar? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, man. But this is like, this is when I realized that they were going to actually do what I thought they were going to do in this movie, which is start killing off the main characters, mm-hmm. which, again, is crazy awesome that they took this risk in a Star Wars movie. Again, like a lot of the Jyn Erso and the romance stuff, a lot of it's unearned. Yeah. We're like, I actually did feel really bad when the pilot died. I know we haven't gotten to that, but like, there's like maybe three of them that I felt bad when they went out. You know what I mean? Uh but yeah, because the plan goes to shit, and they're getting overrun by stormtroopers and everything. And Casting and them are having a hard time getting the plans. And K2SO has to defend the like the control room or whatever, which was a cool scene of him just quick firing while being shot. And like he, when he died, that was really sad. That was sad. Yeah. And how he went out of destroying the console so they couldn't get through the room was,
2: oh, that was that was cool. It's just like everyone dies after doing something heroic and it's not like we have them doing something great and then just kind of dying later. You know, like, ah, oh, they barely, they barely did it. Good, okay, phew. No, now on to the next person, I'll do it. Okay, they did it and they died. Oh, it's sad, but at least they did what they needed to do.
0: And there were so many aspects of that scene when K2S dies that were so like reminiscent of the other Star Wars. One, troopers aims—they're awful. Okay, <laughs> dude was like standing at that control panel for a hot second, and blast is just going. He's the only one there. How do you not hit this huge target? I will say they were more on point in the outside battles, yeah, though. Well, they sure were, ish, yeah. kind of. But
1: as far as we, if we break down how each of these characters die. I liked the pilots the most just because, and like a sad, like it felt because he's kind of not the, he doesn't act like a coward, but he's not a soldier. And so he has to go connect the communications tower. So when they get the plans, they can send the signal out and they need to tell, you know, the ships up top, they got to open the shield of the planet so they can get the message. And, you know, he finally plugs in everything and he gets to it and plugs it in. It's like, he had a couple of close calls and he's like, I did it. And you just see that grenade get launched into the ship. And it's just like,
0: Oh. Yeah, it's, really it's just one of those like, and he looks at it too, and it like it's it's because there's nothing you can do. Yeah, you so, and it's in full speed, but it's like almost slow motion. Like I'm just like yeah. crying for him. You're like, just like, oh no. no,
1: and just the ship blows up and he's gone, and you're like, damn. Do you think there's yeah. a
0: chance? <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. What if he had like bolted at that time? Nah, no, he's, he's, dead. All, he's dead. I know gone.
2: it's like Game of Thrones, but I didn't see him <laughs> die on screen. <laughs> oh man, but like as what
1: you were talking about though of how those deaths or. Like, I think what they should have done with some of them were someone's failure to complete something caused the death of another or kind of vice versa, where it's like when uh, the blind man and his friend die, they have to switch the controls and they're in the standoff and we get the weird, like he walks out into the gunfire doing, I'm one with the force and the force is with me. I'm one with the force
2: and the force is with me. And... uh, Was that all all the time He says says it it like 30 times. Okay. I just had to make sure,
1: and I would argue that'd be more impactful if it was approached differently in the sense of like what we were talking about, where it, it feels like they're just throwing that into the conversation when that's not the conversation. Yeah, they're he's routing. already
2: said it about a million times in the movie, right?
1: Like it was more impactful when his friends start saying it because they've built him up to be like, I don't believe this anymore. But what I'm saying is, so like he does all that, gets the control, flips the control switch, so he succeeds, and then he dies. I think it should have been he's trying to do it and then he dies and then his friend completes it while doing the force, you know, like showing that he's grown. And when he completes it, he dies, too. And it's kind of one of those things of like, oh, that's, uh," you know what I mean? It would have been more Yeah, he just kind of goes out
2: weekly, though. Yeah. So uh, Ip Man dies and he's like, oh, got to get out there. And then, and then he, then, like, yeah, he, he gets do shot anything. down too. Well,
1: he's kind of stuck when he ends up dying. There's no one else. So he's like, can't go anywhere. Um, there's a, like this whole fight scene I could talk about for like another hour. Cause it's just so crazy. All the different stuff that goes on. Like, I think it's awesome. They use the original footage from new hope for um, gold leader and red yeah, leader. That, the X wing. Yeah. The, and then uh, I loved blue leaders uh, mustache, even though he died. That dude's mustache was on point. <laughs> to kill for. Did you also notice oh, um, Red 5 was the yeah. only... They, like, focused on Red 5 dying. And I remember being like, that was weird. And then it hit me. I was like, oh, because oh. that's who Luke's going to be yeah. in a couple of days. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah, he's actually meeting up with Ben right now. Yeah, he's <laughs> like... So,
2: yeah, they... <laughs> he's. How about that for some, like, little inserts into some of the scenes? Oh, if you just saw what Luke was up to? Yeah.
1: We oh, saw, by the way, we saw him going to Tossy Station with Bith to get some power converters. I'm down for well, that. Well, he never did, but <laughs> well, he, he wanted was to go again. Right. He bought the wrong ones. <laughs> <laughs> they don't talk about this in New Hope, but he was going back to return them. And Uncle Ben was being a Uncle Owen was being a dick because like they got a weird return policy. You know, it, you got to get those back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Jin and Cassian. This was, like, such a weird thing of, like, when they get the plans and they have the weird shootout with Kranic at first, and then Jin gets to the top of the tower to send the message, and it turns into one of those weird things of, like, Kranic's got her dead to rights, but they have to talk for some reason. Well,
2: because movie. Also, I still call bullshit.
1: He should have recognized Jin. Like, if he knew her for most of her early life, I feel like he could have done the vague, like, like it would have made more sense for him to pull a gun and just be, like, dumbstruck by the fact that it is Jin, being I mean like... Whoa, Jin, is that you? Kind of thing, like that would have been more warranted. But uh, then Cassian shoots him, even though he's not dead. Like that's weird. And they, you know, they get the plans up there, just in the nick of time. time. Oh yeah, because I forgot to mention one of the coolest scenes of the battle is the in the space battle because they can't figure out how to break through the shield. Oh yeah, they use the hammerhead ships to smash one star destroyer that they had already like defeated into another one and forced him to fall through the shield that was awesome that was pretty cool that was super awesome and uh all this is happening though and the death star finally arrives and uh tarkin's like uh ah, well this is a lost cause we'll blow up the base just to be sure and um, um and then they blow it up oh yeah and we get a kind of dramatic like because they missed the base i laughed when they missed the base like how do you miss that
2: well you had to do that so well, you they, could have them holding each well, other at the beach mark because
1: <laughs> laugh they clipped the top of the
2: tower yeah oh yeah
1: and then it hits like you know like a m- bunch of miles off <laughs> yeah. in the distance and we get this like almost nuclear bomb effect of like a wa- shockwave coming and we get to see jen and cassie and like hold each other but again unwarranted like un, yeah. unearned i do want to say though before that death star shots fired and we get one last shot of kranic that is a crazy cool scene of him looking out on the horizon and he's looking at the death star oh, it's yeah. a very poetic
0: like i'm about to die by what i created kind of thing yeah he sees the lights which is about as mushy as like i could take <laughs> so that last scene cringe gag me eyes rolling I was oh just like, them, them oh, embracing like yes dude i did yeah. not want that it's but not at warranted. the same
1: time i was actually i wasn't even thinking about that because i was just like oh shit they are gonna kill him that's cool <laughs> yeah not another you know last minute escape and from there though of when they turn to nothingness out of that explosion we get the greatest 15 seconds in film history in my opinion i oh my gosh i could watch this on repeat forever (laughs) is the plans you know going up into the ship and darth vader has arrived with his star destroyer and is blowing up the ship that had the plans and you see these guys running through the hall and vader's goes like you know prepare my ship to board or whatever and it's just these guys stuck in a hallway trying to get the door open and it's just pitch black and you just hear Darth Vader's breath and it's just like, oh shit. And you just see the lightsaber ignite and it lights up the whole hallway and we get to watch him fuck
3: up these people. (laughs)
1: Like, it's not even, it's not even like, oh, he fights them. He destroys them. Like, just waving
2: lightsabers, deflecting shit. He disarms all of them at one point. Do you think, so he's, disarms all of them the little floppy disk well he was that guy was still at the door handing it off right could we not force pull that well i think he was distracted or you know Longcon. he he wanted he wanted it to get out he wanted it to get out. Ooh. I don't, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know i think it's plot armor we but have to get the plans out somehow
3: the
1: but. two is the two coolest stabbings though lightsaber wise was one he pins the guy to the roof and slashes above him as he walks past him that's incredible yeah. But the last one is even cooler. Of The guy's like arm is through the door because it's stuck. Being like, take it, take it, take it. And you just see the lightsaber go through him, through the door. And then as the door finally opens, the saber just cuts through the rest of the door. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry. This is incredible. Like I have wanted this for so long. <laughs> but it times up perfectly because he gets through the door too late. And they've already gotten into the next ship, and you know, I love how that guy yells launch. It's like (laughs) ah, he like slides through the door last minute as they're closing. It's going (laughs) ah, and you watch the ship take off, and there you can find the YouTube edit. It lines up perfectly with New Hope from that moment because you see that ship take off, Vader looking at it, and then it goes into hyperspace, and that's right where New Hope takes off or picks up is. Vader, Star
2: Destroyer chasing after it, and we get uh, CGI Leia. Yeah, CGI Leia who drops oh, the hope. The oh my god,
1: <laughs> we got the we got the disc. What what's on it? Hope, uh, a new hope. Uh, Go see New Hope. For more information, see New Hope.
2: Yeah, it's like Obama brought change and Star Wars brought hope. Hope's dropped like thirty times, and the first time it's not done poorly because it's Cassian. It,
1: like as a one-off like he's almost being a smart ass where she's like you hope this works he's like rebellions are built on hope and it's like he does it so casually you don't even think about it but then later she says it like
2: three times mm-hmm. and then leia says it we're like we get it the next movie's new hope yeah they beat Luke Ho- is the new hope we get it <laughs> yeah they they beat into us hope like hope solo beat her boyfriend oh man to be that boyfriend yeah. what i would give Whew.
0: i could be it was excessive
2: day. and slightly erotic <laughs>
0: More than slightly.
1: Uh, I'm sure we skipped over some stuff, but there's just so much to talk about in this movie. You can't cover it all. Uh, that was Rogue One. Uh, we're going to go into our little experimental segment for a second called How Would You Fix It? And I'm going to start off with Peter because Peter really hates this movie.
2: Hates hates strong. I just don't like it. Sorry, you really don't like it. And to just not try to make it sound pc Uh, We could either make Jen not a girl, make her a dude so that her and Cassian aren't in love, or, you know, it would probably be one of the first, like, homosexual love stories in Star Wars. Like, we'd probably still have a love story. Um, But either, you know, have Jen be male or have Cassian be, like, a girl, just so that we don't have to have this love story. I don't like that everyone has to be Force-sensitive. Like, why can't we just have people doing heroic things without involvement of the Force? And you're talking about the blind man with that? No, I'm just talking about everybody. Like everyone seems to be a little bit like ooh, a little forcey. Um, I didn't get that in this. Who who was really forcey? Just just the fact that everyone got through what they needed to do and then died. I was like, that's like force influence, kind of to me. Uh, um, oh, oh, I just I don't, but I don't I, know. I, it's okay. I just maybe not have done this movie. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you fix it, you jerk. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Forrest Whitaker just wow.
0: Uh you didn't
1: like the deception? The <laughs> lies? Oh
0: Every time. It's Sorry. Really? Good. I love how he <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that. it's a great
2: great impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like the the droid. I mean, I think that was great, but uh aside from that, I was just kind of whatever. Yeah. Luke, what about you?
1: I uh, I'm going to go last cuz mine's like a re- completely restructuring of the movie and I'm going to so I'm going to let you go.
0: Yeah, well, I would definitely agree with you with what you were saying throughout. Like, I'd really rather follow those badass Rebels, uh, make more of a point about that. Uh, I would also have to agree, the love story idea, so bothersome. And with poor character development, in my opinion, on a whole lot of them, pretty much full sweep, like it was just kind of rough. Um, to have a love story in there was distracting and obnoxious because it's just what's going around these days. It's like, right. I don't need that to be you know involved in this. But other than that, like I love the picture, like I love the CGI, you know, regardless of other personal opinions, I thought it was really well done too. <laughs> um and overall, like I said, you know, I would en- I enjoyed it, um, but there were just a lot of cheesy, cringy stuff I would take. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I get that.
0: So for me, I'm going to
1: prefer my like analysis of what I would do with this movie with the statement they should have followed the structure of Saving Private Ryan. So, when you think about the movie Ooh. Saving Private Ryan, you get D Day, an intense battle. Then, before the next battle, you get a solid like 30, maybe 25 minutes of character development, character understanding, quiet, just world setup of where they are, who these people are. And then you get another quick burst of action. Vin Diesel dies. Vin Diesel dies. You. Learn more about these people because it's more quiet. Then you get like a couple quick spurts of action, more learning about the people, and then you get a final battle where it's all drawn out and everybody, pretty much everybody, dies. So that's this structure should have done with this movie. I think this movie should have taken place on Jeddah, Yavin Four, and Scarif. Do everything that happened in this movie in general, even though I would do it differently, on Scarif or on on Jeddah to save time. And basically what I would do though is this is the crazy idea I thought of was you take Cassian and you take Jen age them up about like another 10 maybe 15 years you because you mm. want them to be like like 40s like or late 30s and because I think the opening of this movie should have been Cassian and Jen are actually husband and wife. Like this is a complete restructure of the movie, by the way. I mean that'd be okay. Don't don't go off of no that'd, don't, be, that'd be okay. Oh yeah, but don't think about the rest of the movie. Yes. Yeah. So their husband and wife, uh, Jen or Cassian, are fighters in the Clone Wars. Like they are, they were part of their planet's defense in the Clone Wars. They have a child. A Jedi has come to them because their child is force sensitive. Jedi takes child, because that like in. In Jedi culture, how they create get their recruits is they go to force sensitive babies as well as like toddlers and then take them so they're not attached to their parents and then they train them to be Jedi. So Cassian maybe disagrees with this, but Jin wants to do it because it's like a great honor. So they give up their child. You immediately fast forward the 15 years, and you know, Jin is now maybe like an imperial spy. Like uh, well, she works for the rebels, but is like a double agent working okay. in the imperial agency. And Cassian is like this badass rebel special forces soldier. Their divorce, split up, whatever, because their child died in Order sixty six. Like they are, their child is dead, Ooh. and that has caused the division between them. And so maybe Cassian is super hardcore, like the forces a alive Jedi are stupid you know what I mean like he's sure. very cynical about the whole situation and you have Jin be this hopeful like no it's the empire that's wrong I'm fighting for my child you know what I mean like maybe she even thinks maybe the the kid's still alive or something and that's why she's wanting to be a spy. So from there you bring those two together, to kind of play out the plot of this movie, don't cut out all the Saul Guerrero and Mad Mickelson like father stuff and it turns into maybe she finds the pilot that has found the scientist with the weakness and whatnot and you know Cassian's been asked by the rebels to save them and that's like the first half of the movie is him getting to her to save them and then her convincing you know him and his badass guys that we're learning about as we're going along to go to Scarif to steal these plans, like without Alliance approval.
0: Well, that's already much better.
1: Right, and then you just play out the movie like that, and you do the Saving Private Ryan thing where now we have these elite soldiers who we've gotten to learn holding off the defense so Jen and maybe Cassian can get the plans. You just
2: want a Republic Commandos movie. Kinda. Of. Oh, I <laughs> would that's... love that too. Ooh, that'd calling be cool. me out. <laughs> <laughs> but like, seriously. I mean, like, yeah, no, that'd be amazing. Because,
1: and I even think, like, how you do these battle scenes would be so much more intense if we're introduced, like, to these soldiers. And you can make, and like, one of the things this movie was praised about was the diversity of the characters, which I agree with. We is can like, still is, have that. You can still have that. And right. I would even say you can go a step above. Have some of these soldiers be aliens, just like. You know, you see them in the background. And
2: they could already have established relationships. Right. And they're not meeting each other for the first time. Mm -hmm. And
1: then you can still, in that setup I've laid out, have this conversation of the Force. Of just, like, the vacuum of the Jedi being gone. And I still, like, in this scenario, I love the idea of, like, as I've played it out in my head, I love the idea of while she's getting the plans, maybe she finds the list of the Jedi that have been killed. Like, the purge list. And she sees for sure, oh, her child did die in the purge. And they, when she like finally, their final moments on the beach together can be a conversation about that. Where it's legitimately like they're about to die and she's like, I know the truth now. Our child is dead. And then I would love it if Cassian straight up just like, no, I've known for a long time. I found out. I didn't want to like ruin your hope. Of, and I maybe I wanted to be wrong.
0: Oh my God! When does this movie come out? <laughs> oh, I'm so all about that. But it's oh in my another universe. And
1: just have this incredible moment of like before they die. Maybe Cassian finally like kind of gives into this idea of like the Force, and it's just like I hope we get to see him in the next life. You know what I mean? I like, hope we get to see him, and he's proud of us. And then just they're gone, and then I would just be bawling. And then I'd be emotionally like, that's my movie. That's my movie (laughs) up there. It's cheesy,
0: yet I still got like chill bumps. Then we still
1: get the badass nature of then from there it goes to Vader fucking people up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. We can't miss that part. Yeah, Yeah, 10 out of 10 would prefer Mark's version.
1: But it's just because it's the simple structure of like what we get in Saving Private Ryan is you don't spend a ton of time with each character. But when they all die, as they slowly die, you feel something like when the doctor dies in that gun battle over the radio tower or whatever in Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah. And he's like crying out and they're trying to help him. You feel for them like they're losing a friend. Like that's just what this movie missed. <laughs> and this was
2: like, they're losing a, an acquaintance. They met this dude like ah like maybe 10 hours ago.
0: But there's also a reason why kids don't watch Saving Private Ryan because well, yeah. we're no. like going. To, well, I'm just saying Saving like Saving Private his, Ryan is graphic.
2: This movie is not graphic. We could still have those. Well, heavy, see, I wasn't. Elements. I wasn't
0: seeing the scenes. I was just hearing the story, and yet that was like uh, way deeper and way more emotional than the actual movie itself. And like, I can only imagine like. Maybe there's like is. these young like i don't know 10 year olds just like crying I mean, their PG-13, eyes out. Right? yeah maybe that's true well, yeah
1: maybe this would yeah this was pg-13
0: but yeah maybe i'm
1: wrong and this is too like too much but nope, i feel it's like heavy i feel like because people always do the whole thing of like i want a movie without jedi and i think you can do that what makes me mad is when people are like i don't like when they you know they always are talking about the force but it's one of those things of like since star wars came out the idea is of this; these movies are the dark side of the force versus the light side of the force. And if you can't get on board with the conversation about the force in these movies, I don't know what to do for you, buddy.
2: No, I mean you can talk about it. I think it's how p- you talk about them. I agree. Right, and the, the problem, problem is how prevalent. So, like, you can brush up against it, but does it have to take over your story? Yeah. No, I agree. I
0: have a whole character but, dedicated to But that's what I'm that saying. That with like
1: my with my idea, you make it a crux
2: of part of their divide, but it's not the main story it's a part of their character development and i would make the force sensitive guy the first one to uh, die <laughs> and then has everyone questioning it's like with the force was real why do you have to die yeah. but but peter you also completely called me out it's totally true <laughs> i want i want to watch
1: basically i want to watch the ending of uh, zero dark 30 with rebel troopers <laughs> going through a building destroying stormtroopers. Like that's honestly that's what I wanted out of this movie. And I got a little bit of it, but not as much as I wanted. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. Yeah. We've definitely gone over like we've probably talked for like ten days straight. Uh we should probably land this plane. Any final thoughts? Would you recommend this? Like I mean, worth your free time? Fine. It's
2: still not terrible yeah it's still fun yeah i'd recommend it i mean i would watch phantom menace so
1: oh yeah i I mean i watch all of them all the time because i'm a loser but (laughs) 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 it's okay (laughs) i hate myself and i love myself all right (laughs) (laughs) this has been too much free time uh i've been your host mark burris with me is peter Blankchip. john will hopefully be back next time uh thanks luke (laughs) (laughs) thanks luke for being here uh remember you can Get in touch with us at tmftpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tmftpodcast. Uh, we're on any device you want to listen to us on. And uh, please leave a comment and let us know what you like and don't like. We're on Fitbits. Are we on Fitbits? Probably. It's Fitbits. If I have to ask, we're probably not, to Uh, be honest.
2: Sorry. No, Fitbit is just like the watch thing. Oh, it's just the app that tracks your steps? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, mine's in my drawer if that tells you anything about my life. I don't (laughs) I don't think
1: we're on that. We're gonna let's get out of here. (laughs) We'll see you next week.